Exodus chapter 33, if you have your Bibles today, I will read four verses from Exodus chapter 33. And by the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you today about encountering the presence of the Lord. How many of you know the presence of the Lord makes all the difference in the world? Exodus chapter 33, and I will begin with verse number 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, the Lord said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Lord, we need your help this morning. As I speak what you laid up on my heart, I pray, Lord, that you open every mind and every heart to receive the word of the Lord today. We honor you, adore you, magnify you, and lift you up today. We desire your presence this morning, O oh Lord. Meet with us in this house today. Let us encounter you this morning before we leave this house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You may be seated today. I have lived long enough to learn the value of presence. I was talking to Spencer this morning, and we talked a little bit about the importance of presence. I think our world maybe has lost the value of presence. Go into a restaurant and watch people sitting across the table from one another. And it is amazing to watch a couple maybe on their date night, sitting across the table from one another, and they have their hands full. The lights are on, but nobody's home. They are there, but they are not present. I watched the other day as an entire family, mom, dad, and there were three or four kids there. Some of them were very small. Even the little guys that didn't have electronic devices. 
they had their own little thing, and they're over there playing, and mom's sitting over there, slouched over, and she's on her phone, and dad's on his phone. Everybody, they, were, they had all come together for their evening meal, but nobody was there. Understand what I'm saying. They're texting, they're on social media, they're surfing the web. They, they are present in body, but there is no emotional, mental, or social connection to the gathering. Uh, now, I've, I, maybe it's something in my genes because I think I've passed it on to my, my, my boys. I always struggle talking to people who are not listening. I, I like for them to be present. When my kids were little, I would say, look at me. I wanted to know they were present. I wanted to see those eyes looking back at me. Now, Gentry, he, he, uh, he used to have some interesting things he would do. We could talk about him for a while. But one of the most interesting things was when his mom and I would be driving down the road and Gentry would be in the back seat and he decided he wanted to talk and he would say, Hey, Dad. And if I didn't turn around and look at him, he would reach over the back seat, over my shoulder, and grab my chin. <laughs> he would demand that I look at him when he would speak. He demanded my presence. Some things never change. He doesn't grab my face anymore, but it was just a few weeks ago, his mom and I were sitting in the house, and he came to have a conversation with us about something. I don't recall what it was, but it was something that he wanted to talk to us about. In mid-sentence, he just stopped and said, okay, so y'all aren't going to listen to me. I'll just go on to my room. Because we were not paying attention. I had my computer in front of me. And his mom had her, lap, her, her, uh, her iPad in front of her. And it was, I was listening, but I was also reading or doing something else. And he wanted my undivided attention. The issue is, is that we have, we live with our attention so divided, we our minds are on multiple things at one time. Sometimes we are so multifaceted in our life. We have, as my dad used to say, I guess it was an old ranching statement, but he would say, I have too many irons in the fire. In other words, I am... I am too busy to be able to pay attention to one thing because I have so much going on. Is anybody in the house with me today? 
It amazes me at the number of people who show up to church, take the time to get dressed, get ready, and show up to church. And yet they sit through powerful moves of God, but they miss His presence. They come, they see, and they leave. They check into a service, and then they go home. But there is nothing changed in their life. There is only one explanation that I have for those who can sit through a powerful move of the Spirit of God. And that is that they were here, but they were not present. This is what I want to talk to you about this morning. Because His presence is the most important thing in our life. His presence is the most important thing in our services. It's not how gifted and talented our music program is. And thank the Lord, I I often am just simply amazed by the growth and development as I watch our musicians and our singers and I, I watch the development process. It's slow and gradual, but being involved in the early stages of the music ministry of the church here I have watched it grow and I've watched it develop and sometimes I am on the front row and I'm usually having to hold back tears, you know me. As I look and I listen and I'm paying attention and I'm catching some of the details and some of the the, the great things that they're doing and when I pay a compliment to Sister Cheryl about a great job, she usually just responds with, we just have so far to go. Because she's ever learning. She's always growing and always reaching. And I thank God for that. And and I appreciate that so very much. But I've got to tell you something this morning. No matter how good we get, how talented we get, how experienced we get... What, how, how many opportunities we have to go out, how many record deals we get, no matter what happens in our future, can I tell you there is nothing more important than the presence of God. That's why that 15 or 20 minutes that they spent in prayer this morning before service was more important than the half hour or hour that they spent in rehearsal because His presence is the most important part of what they are doing. I spend hours in sermon preparation readying myself to bring a fresh word from the Lord. I, 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 I try to do my best. I, I study. I try to find something fresh. I try to find something that I haven't spoken on before. I try to think back over the last few months, weeks and months, and, and, and I try not to cross paths too much with the same subjects. And, and, I, and I, I work very hard at it, but when it really all comes down to it, None of that really matters if in the end the presence of the Lord shows up. I know you appreciate it. Uh, the, I, my wife asked me a scripture yesterday and I quoted it to her. The, the, the Bible said to sing in the Spirit and to sing with understanding also. I grew up with a lot of folks that sang in the Spirit, but they didn't sing with much understanding. 
And I thank God for a music team that sings in the Spirit and sings with understanding. And I know you appreciate preachers that study and prepare because it's a little more palatable to be able to, to, to hear. I thank God what a fabulous job our, our men have been doing that are coming to this pulpit and speaking. Thank God for the great messages that are being preached across this pulpit in my absence or when we bring a guest in. But can I tell you, no, their oratory doesn't doesn't really matter if the presence of God doesn't show up and do a work because an encounter with the presence of God is what changes a life. It's what changes a situation. It is an encounter with the presence of God that really matters. It's an encounter with the presence of God that sets us apart from every other church and every other group and every other religious sect. We, we pride ourselves in godly pride, but pride ourselves in being a people that are moved by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, touched by the Spirit, anointed of God. We talk about it, but then how many times do we go through the motions of a service? And we never really personally encounter a move of the Holy Ghost. That's how people come and leave unchanged. Because they fail to encounter the presence of God. Too many people brush off the opportunity to encounter the presence of God. They think that they're going to have another opportunity, so they just brush it off. What great conviction preaching that we heard last Sunday night as we, it was brought to our attention that we need to respond and we need to respond now and there may not be more opportunities for us. But can I tell you, we live in a day when we think, well, I'm kind of busy today. We'll try to catch up with this next week. Maybe next week I'll touch the Lord. Maybe at another time this week. One of our outstanding pastors in Ohio, pastor in a church of over 600 people, climbed up a ladder on Monday, I think it was, perhaps to change a, ball, a light bulb in his garage, not even very high off the ground. They don't really know what happened other than a man younger than me in his early 40s fell from a ladder and fell to his death. Teenage children devastated. A wife devastated. A congregation with over 600 people devastated. Family members, friends devastated. Yet we go through the motions of service. The presence of God shows up. We, we sit back and listen to a song and we feel the thrill of a great song and say, wow, that's wonderful. We listen to oratory, enjoy the laughs that are intermingled in, in, in a good sermon and we sit through it and think, well, yeah, there, there's a presence of God here, I'm sure, but maybe I will encounter it at another moment because we think there is always going to be another opportunity. 
I don't know about you, but I've made up in my mind that from the time the first song begins to be sung, I want to reach out with all the sensitivity I have and say, is the Lord here? Is the presence of God here? Is God wanting to move in this service? Could I be a conduit for God to move? Can I do something to, to, to cause God to be able to touch? Can I move into a vein? Come on, that's how you have a move of God. I've seen and heard people complain about church services out of move of God, but I've never seen them do one thing. That's why it's important. Go ahead and lift up your hands and begin to worship God. Go ahead and begin to clap. Go ahead and begin to sing. Go ahead and well, I'm not feeling anything, not yet. But you're gonna be you're going to be here in a few minutes. Go ahead and prepare because if you come in with a knowledge that God wants to move, you come in with a knowledge that God wants to change your life. You begin to respond in faith. You begin to respond with your sensitivity. God, where are you today? What is it you want to do today? Do you want to heal today? Are you wanting to save somebody today? Are you wanting to encourage somebody today? God, what is it you want to do? Let me be sensitive to your presence. You can be moved by being in the presence of distinguished people. But only an encounter with the presence of God has the power to transform you. I enjoy wonderful lectures. I think my favorite part of the educational system is the fact that I love a good speaker who can speak and I, I, I listen and I learn and I, I enjoy that, that aspect. And it affects me and touches me, but can I tell you, that only an encounter with the presence of God has the power to transform your life. I've never come out of an encounter with God when I walked out the same way I walked in. Because things change when we encounter God. When we encounter the presence of God. Isaiah wasn't the same when he encountered God. Moses was changed when he encountered God. There is change and transformation in the life of Job. As a matter of fact, Job 42 says, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes hath seen thee. I want you to understand something. There is a point when we really encounter the Spirit of God, the presence of God, that there is a response on the inside. I've heard about you. I've heard elders talk about you. I've heard mom and daddy talk about you. I've heard pastors and preachers talk about you. You, but when you encounter him for yourself, you will say, Wow, I encountered him and I know him for myself. Acts chapter 4 the scripture said that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, that they knew that they had been with Jesus. Did you get that? When the people saw the boldness of Peter and John. The Bible said they perceived, Acts 4 and 13 says, and they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. But they marveled and they took knowledge of them 
that they had been with Jesus. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's the most intelligent, the most likely to succeed, the most popular, but you give me a person that will encounter Jesus. You're going to see something different about them. It'll turn your life around. Let me, I, let, let me, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Can I tell you that the presence of God is here today? And whatever you need, He is here for you. He will change your life. He will heal you. He will deliver you from an addiction. He will turn your life around. But the difference is, is you can't just come and leave. But you've got to encounter His presence. You've got to step up to the table and say yes to the meal that is being offered. You've got to respond to what God is is wanting to do. You've got to reach out to him. You've got to desire him. An encounter with God will change your life. It'll transform you. But the reason I think that a lot of people never encounter God is because they don't want to encounter God. Because an encounter with God will reprove you. An encounter with God will call for a change in your life. Far too many people want to talk about where they are. But they refuse the opportunity to make a change. It doesn't matter what you walked in this building with. Listen to this preacher. If you miss everything else I say this morning, you can't get what I'm about to say to you. It does not matter what you walked in here with, what your history is. It doesn't matter what background. It doesn't matter what you've been involved in. You have an opportunity this morning to encounter the Lord. And if you will do your part of the encounter today, you can walk out of here with your situation turned around. That's right. Your addiction can be broken. Your marriage can be put back together. But you're going to have to want to encounter God. You have got to want to encounter God. Stop complaining about not feeling it, not knowing what to do. Encounter the Lord. When you encounter Him, you encounter His presence. He will change everything. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. I feel an unction of the Holy Ghost in here this morning. If you genuinely want an encounter with God, if you seek Him, the Bible says that you will find Him. If you choose to bypass an opportunity to encounter the Lord, you are living in a dangerous place. I always heard it said as a kid growing up, one of the most dangerous places to be was to be backslid, sitting in an apostolic pew. One of the most dangerous places to be. The reason is, is because when the opportunity to encounter God comes along and you fail to encounter Him, you are living in a dangerous place. 
I want you to pull up 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, if you can. Sister Shana, threw you a curveball. 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 9. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth the hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. First Chronicles 28 and 9. Now watch. If thou seekest him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Did you get that? Don't ever shrug off an opportunity to encounter his presence. Because when the opportunity comes and the presence of the Lord is near, you need to seek after an encounter with him. And if you do, the Bible said you will find him. You will find him. Look at your neighbor and tell him you can find him. You can find him. Yes, you can. You can find him. If you're saying, hey, I don't know, I, I'm not feeling anything, you can find him. Well, pastor, I, I just don't feel anything. You can find him. If you begin to seek after him, you will find him. Just keep seeking after him. You're going to find him. Don't stop seeking after him. You're going to find him. You won't look too long. You're going to find him. Just keep looking. You'll find him. Because if you fail to seek after him when he's made himself available to you, he will cast you off. But when you seek him, Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon Him. To all that call upon Him in truth. <laughs> He's nigh unto them. God's not running from you today. Why don't you go ahead and look back at that neighbor and tell him God's not running from you. God is running to you. God is not running from you. He's running to you. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw nigh unto God. And he's going to run from you. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. That means when he makes himself available, he's there, but he's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force his presence on you. He is a gentleman. You're going to have to seek after him. But when you seek after him, you can find him. Because every time you take a step toward him, he takes a step toward you. And you take another step, and he takes another step. You've got to begin to draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. God hasn't forsaken you. You, you may have forsaken him, but he is nigh unto you. When he presents his presence and you are near, all you got to do is step into the realm of seeking him, and he will draw nigh unto you. But God's not going to break into your situation. 
Revelation chapter 3 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. See, some of you want God to come break in your door. You don't want God to break down your door. You don't want the judgment of God in your life. You think you want the judgment of God in your life to get your attention. You don't want to mess around with God. You don't want the judgment of God in your life. When the judgment of God fell in the, in the Old Testament, people were smitten with leprosy. People fell down. Dead when they messed with the judgment of God, they walked in front of the in, in front of the church in the New Testament, and they and they lied to the Holy Ghost, and they fell dead and and could not walk out. And those who fell dead, it wasn't but just a few minutes later to 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 the to, to the spouse walked in, and they fell dead for the same very reason. Don't mess around with God. He's not going to break in to have an encounter with you. If he breaks in, he's breaking in to cast judgment upon you. You don't want God to force himself into your life. You don't want to be cast off. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, hello, if any man hear the voice of a preacher, if any man hear the voice of the scripture, if any man hear the voice of God, Jesus says, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. It's a whole lot better having dinner with God than dealing with him in his wrath. He wants an encounter with you. But you have got to want an encounter with him. Is this too strong for Sunday morning? But you've got to want an encounter with him. And when you encounter him, your life will be changed. And that old, dead, stagnant, bitter hurt individual that you may feel on the inside of you will be refreshed. David compared his desire for an encounter with God to that of a deer panting after the water brook in Psalm 42. The scripture said, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee. There ought to be something in the heart of every child of God that is desiring him. I wonder if today I have an opportunity to encounter the Lord. I don't want to miss this opportunity to encounter his presence. I don't want to sit through a service and hear a hear a sermon and be fiddling around. I don't want to sit through another dinner fiddling on my cell phone acting like I'm busy with something else. I want to encounter him. I'm going to lock in because he's here. I want to lock into the service. Lock into the worship. Lock into the preaching because his presence is more important to me than anything else in this world. 
Child of God, if you came thirsty today, you can leave with that with the quench of that thirst in your soul. He will meet the need. He will give you water to drink. He will give you food that you didn't prepare for yourself. And when you encounter Him, He will restore your joy. Psalm 16 says, in thy presence. (laughs) In thy presence is fullness of joy. Somebody said, I don't have any joy in my life. You need to get in his presence. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. So I close this morning. So God calls Moses. And he says to him, Moses, I want you to go. And I want you to lead the people out. And all the people, they're going to follow you, Moses. And he says, Lord, you've said kind things about me. You've said kind things to me, Lord. You have said I'm yours. You have have talked nice things to me, Lord. But you still haven't told me who you're going to send with me because I've already told you I can't go by myself. And the Lord said, I will go, Moses. My presence will go with you. I'm going, Moses. I I can send an Aaron with you. I can send, but that's, but there is, but my presence is going to go with you, Aaron. Uh, Moses, my presence is going. And Moses said, Lord, if your presence is not going with me, Don't even send me. Because I understand that without your presence, ain't nothing going to happen. But in your presence, God, that's where it's going to happen. And the Lord said, my presence is going to go with you. And I am going to give you rest. I feel like Moses this morning. It doesn't matter what we do, what we accomplish. I just want to make sure his presence is with us. They wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. How? How possibly, before they ever reached the promised land, how possibly could they wander for 40 years in the wilderness and people keep their sanity of wandering? It was because there was a cloud that hovered over them by day. There was a pillar of fire that led them by night. There was a rock that followed them by which they drank because water ran out of that rock. What's all that about? It's God just reminding his people, I haven't forsaken you. My presence is still with you. Because Moses and I made a pact before he ever came in to lead you out. That if, if my presence is not going to be there, he doesn't even want to go and attempt to do it. And so I'm going to send a pillar of cloud, and a pillar, a pillar of fire, and a rock. Because I want you to know my presence is going to be with you. I close this morning, but I leave you with these words. Stand with me if you would today. I leave you with these words today. 
Doesn't matter what you encounter. Doesn't matter what life's going to look like. Doesn't matter what tomorrow's going to look like. You can handle it if he's with you. But you need an encounter with him today. I said we need an encounter with him today. This music team's already led us into the presence of the Lord. We've already felt a touch from heaven this morning in multiple points through this service. God just reminding us, hey, the pillar of cloud is here. The pillar of fire is here. I'm here. I'm available to you today. Does anybody want an encounter with me? Is there anybody that wants an encounter this morning? Because if you want to encounter my presence, if you'll take a step toward me, I'll take a step toward you. If you reach to me with a little worship, I'll reach back to you. If you reach to me today, I'm reaching back to you. Anybody want to encounter the Lord today? These altars are open. Some are already responding this morning. Anybody in the house want an encounter with the Lord today? Come on, let's encounter Him before we leave. It's the best encounter you'll ever have. You can encounter a king, but the king's never going to change your life like Jesus will. Come on, encounter Him this morning. All I need yes. is found in your presence. Oh, yes. All I need is found, found in, in your presence. All I need is found in your presence. All I need is found in your presence. Yes, it is. All I need is found in your presence. All I need, everything I need, is found, it's found in, in your presence. Yeah, yes. All I need. Oh, yes. Come on, let's seek Him for a little bit. Come on, take a step of faith this morning. Take a step of faith this morning. Now He's making Himself available. You've taken a step. He's taking a step. Come on, take that next step now. Take that next step now. He's here for you today. Healing's here for you today. Deliverance is here for you today. Found in your presence, all I need, all I need, all I need is found in your presence. Yes, come on, diligently seek Him right now. Diligently seek Him right now.
Listen, sometimes, sometimes reaching the Lord, particularly when we're a long ways away from Him, feels like a long journey. I want to tell you this morning that He's very close to you. He's very near to you. But in case you feel like you've got a long ways to go to get to Him today, I want you just to reach over to somebody next to you and say, come on, let's take a journey together. Come on, if somebody's standing next to you, link up with somebody next to you this morning. Link up with somebody. Say, come on, we're going to take a spiritual journey today. Come on, why don't you now pray for that person. Pray with that person. We're going to encounter the Lord today. We're going to take a journey together today. The Lord's running to you this morning. He's not running from you. God's running to you this morning. Come on, let's run to Him today. Let's run to Him today. Let's run toward Him this morning. Run toward Him this morning. Come on, that's it. Let some faith out. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Call out to Him.